Oh my goodness, y'all, we have a really special, special treat today. We have a super special guest on the show, Miss Juliana Page, host of the God's Vibes podcast, is in the house. Juliana Page is a best-selling author, a master certified life coach, and a minister of God's Vibes. Juliana has researched and immersed herself in the professional life coaching, ministry, leadership, success conditioning, and personal development fields. From her obsession to determine what makes the difference in people's quality of life, she helps people understand their model of the world, how to change their story to change their lives, how to steward their impact, and how to discover lasting fulfillment through contributing to the world in ways far beyond themselves. Juliana serves as a leadership and self-mastery strategist for organizations, companies, entrepreneurs, and individuals. Through her proven spirit-driven success method and the God's Vibes Mastermind program, Paige delivers practical wisdom and tools that empower purpose, spiritual wholeness, sustainable health, financial freedom, and relational fulfillment. Y'all, this was truly a spirit-led conversation. I literally forgot we, that we were recording an episode because I was hanging on every word that Juliana speaks. She is so obviously living and bearing witness to a life committed to obeying God's call. This woman is bearing fruit, my friends. You do not want to miss this powerful episode, nor tomorrow's episode, which will be the second half of our conversation. Welcome to the Gracefield Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever, but never really feel good enough, no matter how much outward success you achieve? Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, Christian life coach, and Jesus lover. For most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement, but no matter how hard I worked or how much I achieved, I never felt like I was enough. I was left burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I needed balance. I needed peace. I finally started to live like an unconditionally loved daughter of the King, saved by grace. This faith-led podcast will teach you self-care routines and practical leadership strategies to help you navigate life and leadership. If you're ready to stop people-pleasing and start living and leading God's way, this podcast is for you. Unbutton your blazers and roll up your sleeves, sister friends. It's time to get after it. Welcome to the Grace Build Leader Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm ex- so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I feel like I'm a little starstruck. I was telling a friend of mine that actually you had on her show, and I heard her say this too, that she sort of had the voice crush on you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought the same thing. Like there's just something so powerful about oh. your voice. And and you're like a word wizard. You have the most beautiful <laughs> way of putting words together I mean honestly it's 
so sorry if I seem a little like a, Thank you. <laughs> a groupie, a Juliana Page groupie or something like that. <laughs> Not so a thing. Far- we can make it a thing. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'll make you a God groupie. So it'll be great. <laughs> Yay. I love that idea. So tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and who you serve or how you serve. Yes. yes. Well, I think there's power. If nobody has ever done this to actually find out what your name means, because to me, that's who I am. That's how I would mm-hmm. answer that. Yes. Yeah. So seriously, actually find out what your names mean and even go for a middle name if you have a middle name. So for example, Juliana means joyful or youthful and Paige means servant or messenger. That's literally who I am to my core, right? A joyful servant or a youthful messenger, right? And I love that when you think about that from a kingdom perspective as well, because it's like, we are told to become like children. Like unless you become like a child, you can't enter the kingdom. You really can't receive from the vastness of what and who God is, right? Mm -hmm. So when you actually have this joyful or youthful approach, you can access the things of God easier, right? And then also the the intent is always to pay attention to the messages that you are constantly delivering. So for a leader, that's very powerful. powerful. What message are you sending? Not even with your words, your actions, but even just with your energy, right? Right. Like people study you all the time. So you're you're literally a walking messenger, right? Yeah. I love it. To me, it is a self-check every single day, but that's also who I am. So that's a I little bit about that. who I am. But in life, some of the roles that I get to steward, I am a certified life coach. So I do that. I've been doing that since 2009, and we're going to launch a certification soon. I am an author of a bunch of different spiritual books. So any anywhere from Reclaim Your Spiritual Authority, Co-Laboring with God, Stepping into Royalty, A Faith Walker Manual, A Devotional, really just how you start growing and maturing in God and mastering in love. Those are probably core messages. So I do that. I run a space or a platform called Courage Co., which I love just because it's about living your most courageous and impactful story. And my background is in journalism and film production. So how valuable the irony, right? Like I'm helping people truly do that every single day, live their most courageous and impactful story. We do this in many ways. We do prayer calls that and a lot of it is free. So we do prayer calls. We have weekly small groups, three of them every single week. There is monthly challenges and masterclasses. So people can start get training and skills. There's a mastermind soon to be the, cer- the certification as well. So it's just a space where truly that's all you do in there. You're not necessarily networking or growing a business. Like you are getting your personal development and spiritual growth that when you think about where do you get it, you don't know. Like you could try to Google and find this and you can't get it anywhere. And so I saw a huge need and run this space now because it's so, so needed. And then I podcast, the podcast is called God's Vibes where we really do talk about real life, but also help you see that God is in all of it. All of it. For example, I just talked about attachment styles and it's like, how, how would you ever think that you could connect that to God? And I'm like, well, your attachment style probably tells you how you connect or not to God, right? Like, <laughs> yes. let me show you how that works. So I love, it's one of the things that I probably nerd out on is how I take really complex ideas and break them down. And the podcast is all about how you literally through a faith gap, transform self-sabotage into self-mastery. 
Because we all in life, especially from a very young age, have our own unique cocktail of sabotage that we start creating. And then we try to wrestle through life thinking that we're going to be awesome when we're sabotaging ourselves the whole time. It's like, how is that going to work? Like you're just driving straight to burnout, breakdown, heartbreak, all the things. And then you're like, now what? When you finally get there and it's like, oh, there's things that you can master so that that doesn't happen. But you do them with God. Right. So it's sort of generational curse breaking stuff, but under more trendy words. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it's really that I love that you said sort of that, that with God life or that partnership sort of, yes, you know, as we talked before, like God wants to partner with you. It's not sort of this kind of authoritative being that is far removed. He wants us in relationship and partnership. And that's, for the record, that that is how he was introduced to me. I was raised Catholic, right? So it's like, you're a wicked, horrible sinner. You have to go confess everything that you did. That was probably even like an hour ago. Like you were mean to your sister. Go tell this priest about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you're yeah. always on watch trying not to make more missteps. And so that into your operating system is really, really not serving us in any sort of way. So for me yeah. personally, I had no, I didn't know who God was, had no clue how to connect to him, didn't know really how to read the Bible where the word becomes alive and active by the power of the Holy Spirit. You can apply it to your life. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I really a living word. Yeah. Right. Like didn't know any of this stuff. So it very much occurred to me that everything that happens spiritually is the main event in life. Right. The yes. other stuff is sort of just the manifestation and I'm not seeing any sort of guidance on that. I would always seek spiritually, but I really truly didn't know how to align and track with God. I'm like, okay, I don't know God. So I don't know probably what love is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's scary as a thought, right? Yeah. Then I'm like, what am I going to do about it? If that's where I find myself. And so the questions started coming, the answers to those questions, like buy a Bible, start mm-hmm. reading it, start learning how to pray, <laughs> apply what you read to your life, right? Like it was very yeah. like, I'm a little kid. I don't know how to do this. Like, give me like what I need. Um, And it's all about how do you align and track with him and everything that you do? Does your character look like him? Do you talk like him? Do you think like him? Do you express like him? Do you handle conflict like him? Do you forgive like him? Right. It's, it's deep. Right. But I didn't know how to do that. And especially too. now, unfortunately, when you go into spaces where you would potentially learn that you're not seeing it because you've got broken people that don't have character development. Yes. Right. I was just thinking that like really in a way yes. it's unfortunate kind of your beginnings in your God story and that you didn't truly know God or you saw him as this condemning sort of power. Yes. But in a way, when I hear how you saw him, it's um in, in an uncompromised way. It sounds yeah. to me like you, you followed his direction yep. about how to, know him and seek his character and receive his instruction for your life when unfortunately there are quote authorities on the subject that potentially steer us wrong or buy into untruths about who god is or what he intends for us yeah yeah i love that you highlight that too because that's also the importance of maintaining relationship because we all could fall into that at any point Mm -hmm. right we were talking before, it's like, you never arrive anywhere. And like, you need this constant relationship because God could be telling you build this thing today and shift tomorrow. And you've got to be that in step that you're like, all right, cool. Yeah. Without needing to know why. And I was not wired that way 
at no, all. Maybe. Right. It was more like, give me the plan, like five years down the line, like I need ABC, DFG, like, you know what I mean? It was more so like, yes. like knuckling life and future tripping. That's really how I was wired before. So now to be like, oh, just trust God. I'm like, what does that mean though? Like, oh my gosh, I, I love that. that you just said the future tripping. I'm like, oh yes. gosh, that's totally been me. And I remember having struggled with anxiety, you know, huh? which God is, you know, just working amazing things in that regard. But when I remember seeking counseling and they kind of explain that anxiety comes when you cannot predict or control your circumstances you know so it, in a way it's like that tells me that i need to predict and control my circumstances instead of what god is looking for is 100% complete dependence yes on him yes or things that we normalize in the culture right like oh fear is normal stress yes. is normal anxiety is normal or there's a pill for that right? Like that kind of existence makes you think like, oh, like this is just part of life. I should just suck it up and keep it moving. And it's like, no, no, no. Actually, you need a no fear tolerance policy. Yeah. Because it's not from God. Right. Maybe that spirit, like you're not actually supposed to live under its influence or tolerate it in your life. You're just not. Oh, right. Yes. It's so powerful. And then it's like, oh, well, if I'm not living in fear, what am I doing? Great question. Right. <laughs> maybe practice faith, maybe practice boldness, maybe practice courage, maybe don't choose to be a coward. Yes. Yeah, it takes intentional action and 100%. surrender. Yeah. 100%. And as a leader, that's one of the greatest gifts that you can give whoever you're leading. Yes. Right. So tell us in speaking of leadership, now hearing that so far those pieces of your journey in regards to your God journey, tell me about then how that transformed and transpired into that journey into entrepreneurship and obeying that call that God had on your life for the kingdom work, the amazing kingdom work that you're doing now. Yes. So this is, I would say it's gradual over time and it's a lot of detours that you didn't know what God's purpose was for them in the doing of them. So even like examples of things that I sought to get degrees in, right? You would think in a worldly way, oh, you go, you get this degree, you go into that industry, you work there, you retire. Yes. So that's it. So all the things that I kept doing, even like seeking, I would get degrees in, or I would do all of these professional experiences, internships, an experiential education program. I'd work in the industry and I'm like, all I kept finding is what I don't like and what's not working. Oh. I'm like, what is this? Right. And I did that for a very long time. And I just started to see that how, how a, a trend was happening here. There was a common theme happening where it's like, I went to it for one thing, but God had a different plan for it an entire entirely. Right. Yeah. And if I would just stay open to whatever his plan was in these things, then I would get the skills the knowledge, the training, the practice, the competence, the maturity, the edge, whatever it was for the next thing. And I was like, oh, and then he really gave me a download at one point that was essentially, will you actually go wherever I send you? Or are mm. you like above it? Wow. Right. And this actually happened. I had found coaching and this is back in 2008 when I was working with my very first life coach. I had no idea what that was. I just was somehow in contact with this woman and I'm like, 
I am your target market. I have no idea what you just said, but like, can we have a phone call? Right? It's like <laughs> that happened to a coach. It's like this person yeah. like comes to you like, help me. <laughs> so I worked with her and the whole time I was just curious about like, I'm paying you to do this thing that I'm like strangely obsessed with and have been wired for my entire life. Like, how do I do it? And so I finally found coaching. I'm in grad school. So that was polarizing. So I'm like, um, I'm getting a degree, a grad degree of all things in this thing that I'm paying lots of money for. And I should probably like figure out how to make it in this industry. But I am obsessed with this thing over here that just kind of like blindsided me in the best way. What does one do with that? And I now know you have a similar story. I actually, in that season, broke both radial bones in my wrists on a thesis. Oh gosh. Yeah. And I literally heard the audible for the first time in my life that this was the break that you need. And I'm like, what in the world? The literal and the figurative break. Yes. In that moment. And I'm like, and I'm on a thesis film shoot. Like this whole thing is like quite full of metaphors. It was just insane. So I had this moment, all all that to say, finally found coaching, finally involuntarily surrendered to coaching. (laughs) I decided that I was going to go into that no matter how terrified I was. And this is also very shortly into that I had moved across the country, started a coaching practice was doing very well. And I had heard, and I wasn't walking intimately with God at this point, mm-hmm. but I had heard that I need to kill it. Sort of like oh. the Abraham sacrificing your oh. Isaac thing. And I was like, Ugh. you know what I mean? Cause yeah. it was kind of like, I know not to listen, like not to not listen to that voice because of the break that I just had. <laughs> right. We don't need to do that again. Like that's, we're good here. Like I can listen to the voice without the pain. That would be great. So I knew to listen, but I did not want to, but I knew if I did not listen, things would continue to get worse for me. Wow. So I had surrendered that. And that interesting thing that happened, God kept sending me places that were like very unlikely places that I would never find myself in. So Mm -hmm. an environment where you have to train and coach people who are not receptive to training or coaching and right. And get performance out of them. So it's kind of like, how great of a coach are you really? Right. Can you do this undercover? So to speak, can you represent me well, even in a place that you don't like or hours that don't work for you? Yes. While you have these other dreams and desires in your heart that you feel called to, will you just trust me? And I'm like, uh, today, like, (laughs) right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like right now, how long do I have? Okay. Well, So it was crazy. So I would see him take me on a huge leadership journey that's impossible and start like blowing the minds of everybody around me. They're like, who is this? Who is this chick? Where'd she come from? What is she doing? What is she on? (laughs) Blew up our world, right? Like what is going on here? Like she came out of nowhere, right? So that would happen. And I would just excel in leadership and start training people Mm -hmm. in a very unlikely place. He sent me, so that was a corporate space. He sent me to a nonprofit space and having had me run an entire private foundation that did not exist. It literally just had a mission statement. Wow. And I was like, uh, I think you say yes when God opens the door and then you figure it out. So yeah. we're going to do that, right? I'm like two <laughs> weeks notice here, jumping over here, right? And I'm like, I don't know, but like he's clearly the one that's got to be running this. And that was one of the things too, where I just knew that in this particular corporate space that he had sent me to, that I had hit the level of influence that they were open to receive. And so I was like, Lord, like, I know that there's more in my heart at the time I hadn't started writing yet, but I was like, I know that like, you're stirring that in me. I know that this is not healthy for me anymore. I know people are not going to be receptive to what they say they're receptive to because it's a corporate space and they're only going to bottom line kind of thing. So I was like, okay, but I'm ready. So what I'm committed to is I'm going to represent you well. I'm going to keep a good attitude, but I'm ready for 
more. And three days later was when I got a call to run this private foundation. And I'm like, oh, that's God. Oh, wow. I didn't even wait for a contract or anything. Just put in two weeks notice and was already on to the next thing. And a similar thing happened there where he literally gave me everything to build and run this thing. Wow. Insane. And had me doing that. He had me uh, training and leading in a, a network marketing space mm-hmm. as well, or a direct selling space. It was just insane. He had me in a lot of ministry programs and training, anything from recovery to walking people through grief to a supernatural ministry school. Like he just kept giving me tools that I would deploy immediately wow. in the different spaces that he had me in. So long story short, I didn't know at the time that he was sending me to all these spaces to get all the tools, all the maturity, all the life experience that would be pivotal for me to be very well-versed in what I do and relatable to who needs my work the most. Yeah. Right. Cause I mean, how can you really coach somebody well from a corporate space and you've never been in one? Right. How can you help somebody manage all that is the nonprofit world when you've not been in there at all or seen any of how the politics and how life works there, right? Yeah. How can you really help somebody walk through career transitions when you haven't had any? Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. How can you walk people through entrepreneurship when you haven't like done things and like God rework them or, you know, really see that like that wasn't what you were called to, but this you're clearly gifted in or like that was not what God had planned, but this is how he used that for your good. Like, how can you really guide people through all those things that inevitably they will come to you on if you've not walked it? Yeah. So what he was doing was twofold. One, he was maturing me and developing my character. Two, he was helping me to really be effective in how he's gifted me and helped me see that, right? Kind of roles that he would give me, which is really, really, and they were all terrifying to me, but I just kept saying, yes, that was kind of my strategy, right? And then he was also giving me skills. So I mentioned earlier, one of the things that we're launching in January is an entire coaching certification program because mm-hmm. a lot of coaches are coming to me because it makes sense. Yes. Coaches are usually people that are actually doing their personal development. Yes. <laughs> Right? Oh, that's so true. Right. But coaches need coaches and coaches yes. need coaching on their coaching. Yes. Oh, so yeah. there's not really a program for that. And I saw that in everything that I've done, all these different trainings and things that I've done, tons of programs, tons of skills, tons of investing myself every single year, even if I was in something that I wouldn't have sought on my own, mm-hmm. tons of it, all of that is going to now be in this program. Yeah. And I didn't know that I was out there like scavengering and getting all the things to like build this massive thing and allow that to be effective from real experience and and implementation, right? It's not just like, I think these are the skills. Here you go. It's like, no, 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 like this works. (laughs) This doesn't, I promise, right? Like tried that before. Because you've experienced those too. Yeah. Literally. (laughs) So it's, it's, it's people being able to glean not only from wisdom, hard-earned wisdom, but also like very real practical application that's not being taught. Like nobody's telling you how to move like God in the corporate space. No. Nobody's telling you how to know if something is God or not when you're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Right? And then inevitably you're going to fall for the next thing. Oh, I should probably do my social media like that. Or, oh, like that website is probably how I should outline my website. Or, oh, like that person's doing that. And that looks like it's working. I should probably do that. Yeah. Straight out of your gifting, straight out of your anointing. 
yeah. which means that ain't going to work. Right. And you're yes. getting really confused. I'm like, but why you allowed mixture? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No you're confused, right. Right. Because that mixture is the double mindedness and yeah. double mindedness makes you unstable in every single thing. And yeah. it makes you really ineffective when it comes to the main thing that God wants you to be focusing on. Yes. You're scattered. Oh. Right. Yes. So that kind of teaching and training is not out there. And I know, cause I've been in it. Yes. Right. Cause I just yes. I believe in being a life learner, right? Like there's, mm-hmm. we've talked about how you never arrive. I believe that, you know, what you know, when you're teaching it first and foremost, when you're actually applying it, that's how you really know. But also when you can constantly learn, you can learn from the worst things you can learn from people that say they're experts, but you find they're not experts. You can learn from programs that were not great. So that was always what I was thinking, even in developing Courage Co. was, what do people hate, actually, about programs? Your average person would say, what do people love? I'm like, no, no, no. Like, what do they hate? Yeah. I want to make sure that, like, I don't create a program that's just full of things that, like, make people give up. Right. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, they probably hate training that, like, has all this homework attached to it. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I'm like, yeah. I do. <laughs> and I've done all those trainings. And yeah. it's so annoying, Right. Like, or they probably hate when they don't get to interact with the person who created the program. I don't like that. Like, I want to actually work one-on-one live with that person. Yes. Right. I want that direct coaching and training with that person. I right. want that personal touch. Like they probably hate having to constantly check into something. Yes. You know, like I just, I wanted to know, and I interviewed tons of people just to find out like, what, why do you give up? Why right. do you pay for something and then give up? What happens there? Yeah. See what I'm saying? So yes. I was like, I'm more curious about what's not working, which is so funny because a lot of my journey has been what's not working. Mm-hmm. But I'm so curious about that because God always has a plan and it works every time. He doesn't need A, B, C, D, E, F, G. He just needs the one. Right. Every time. So it's like, okay his plan always works and you don't have to struggle with all the, what's not working. If you just get to his plan, but that wasn't my journey. Right. I didn't see him in my plan until later. And then when I did, I got to see how he works. It's sort of like I worked covertly and now very much overtly. Yes. Right. Like I was undercover for a long time. So I know how to coach people in those moments. Right. Yeah. And now that I'm open, I think that that for a lot of people too, is one of the most refreshing things. Cause it's a lot of people don't know how to talk about their faith and it's the most attractive quality about them. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know how to talk about God, but I'm like, that's the most powerful piece of your life. Right. Hello. Yeah. Right. A lot of people don't know how to express themselves mm-hmm. as God's hands and feet. Like God right. wants to uniquely powerfully express himself through you. How do you just surrender to that? It's like, yes. like do I know it's God? Like, I don't know. Like we, right. we don't get the training. Right. So that is. Well, really- and, yeah. And the I feel right now the world is increasingly attempting to suppress that. So yes. it's more uncomfortable when you. Yes. you know, yeah. 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 Sorry. I interrupted you there. No, you're so good. Keep going. You had a great point. Well, just that I know I've experienced that the more and more I feel God calling me to be bold and uncompromising in my faith and, and share it and witness it and live it. I also see kind of, it's that what's the energy equal and opposite forces or whatever. It's kind of like you see the enemy working really hard against that. 
Yes. And you know, we see it in the world. We see it in the corporate space where it seems like a whole lot of pushing God out of all of these environments where he so desperately needs to be in, you know, and of course he is and God has a plan and it's a perfect plan, but gosh, it sure feels like there's a lot of upstream swimming when it comes to. And there is encouraging people to speak truth. Yeah. Well, and the beautiful thing, and I love this when I get the breakdown of words and sort of a word nerd in that way. Right. But encouragement is literally pouring courage into somebody. Oh, yeah. Right. Or inspiration is being in spirit. You're moving in step with the spirit of God, right? That's when you're inspired. So when you get this, I would call it like an intuitive hit in the past, or when you get this prompting, that's the spirit being like, hey, this is the way, walk in it. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And we're like, oh, no, that couldn't be anything. We just sort of like ignore it and pass it off. But it's like, that's your wisdom, that's your guidance. And when you trust it, things shift in really powerful ways, but we're not trained to do that. So when it comes to even bringing God into the workplace, when people are like, well, I don't want to talk about God, or it's really censored here, represent him well. Yeah. Or encourage right. into people deal with conflict, like a boss, like yes. God deals with conflict. Yeah. Right. And then what you're challenged to do is ask the questions. How does God handle conflict? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I don't know. Great. You're going to find out, right? Like, yeah. right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Are you going to invite them into that to give you wisdom to manage this interaction that you're going to have that in other circumstances could be very reactive, mm-hmm. yes. right? Because when you're moving with God, it's, you're not moving in what you think. You're not moving in what you feel, which is a no. big one. Oh, you're not moving what people say. You're not moving in the opinions of man. You're not moving in even what you see. You're moving yes. in wisdom and you're moving in the spirit of God and you're applying truth to your life, right? now. That you don't even have to say God's name to do. No, right. Exactly. And your whole life, right? There's something different about you, right? There's when you can be, I remember a situation. This was crazy. There was a moment and it was very bizarre. I woke up at like 3 a.m. and I'm not kind of one of those people. (laughs) Like I enjoy being like fully knocked out and sleeping. Like that is not my jam of like, Oh no, we're getting up at 3am. So I'm up at 3am. I feel led to be reading certain scriptures and kind of like warfare praying when I'm like, Mm. this is bizarre. I'm not sure why I was on a work trip at the time. And I'm like, okay, I'm not sure what I'm about to walk into, but it feels pretty intense. I go into a work meeting that's three hours long with a woman that is not centered that is Mm -hmm. positioned as uh, a boss like figure, right? Somebody that I had to report to, but not emotionally centered, not emotionally intelligent, very moody, right? Like if, if this person feels some sort of way, you're going to see it. Yes. No filter, right? Just anything that's like in her head out on you, like word vomit. So I'm sitting there and she is supposed to be doing a performance review for me, but it's very evident that she's never had to do that and that she can't evaluate my performance. Oh, yikes. I, and you're very intuitive. So, <laughs> right. So I'm sitting there and the, the most interesting thing happens. I just picture like this big, you know, like those big sort of like beach balls that are like plastic, like just picture a big one of those around me, like a huge plastic bubble is yeah. all around me. This, this particular human is like literally throwing the fiery darts of the enemy at me for three hours. Oh, and I God. am like, not stoic, but I am like full of grace. I'm totally neutral. I'm not giving her anything to work with, which is making her very uncomfortable. Yes. Right? 
but the whole time I'm like, oh, this was what the warfare prayers were, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, like, I didn't know. Like, divinely covered and protected in this moment, which is insane. Wow. Right. And I'm like, just sitting there. And again, this could have been like a promotion conversation. This could have been a totally different conversation, basically. Yes. And it could have like very much included my future, but I decided not to be worried about it and to just yeah. sit there and represent God well, right? After these three hours, now people are coming to the workplace. I like excuse myself just to go to the bathroom. I come back. Now she's like an emotional wreck because clearly she's getting messed with because you can't touch God's anointed, right? Yes. So now she's like a mess and she's kind of like crying and freaking out. She now wants to hug me. And she's like, I want you to feel empowered. And I'm like, uh, (laughs) you have a very interesting way about communicating and demonstrating that. I do not feel that from you. I mean, as a human, I feel that from God, but anyway, so I was able to say a couple of things to her that were very powerful. One, I said, if I was here for any of the reasons that you thought I was here, I would be in a big trouble. So (laughs) whether that was money, whether that was advancement, whether that was for approval or some sort of validation or a climbing the ladder experience, I would be in big trouble. I said, fortunately for you, my identity does not come from this space. And I'm heavenly invested in all of these things that greatly impact me outside of this space. Because I'm wise enough to seek that out here because I know it doesn't come from here. So I am here and I clarified the reasons. I'm here to serve this mission that you say that you represent that you're about. And I will partner with you in that mission. Anything that doesn't look like that, I'm not partnered with you in and I don't identify with. Wow. Oh, that's... This woman is like in her 60s for the record, okay? So it was like a very, very powerful thing. And I just like went about my business. But what could have been a promotion in the natural, I promise you that day was a promotion in the spirit. Yeah, amen. It was a test. And it was passing the test because without God could have made that about me, could have walked out of that room, could have been super reactive, could have done so many things to this person in authority, but chose to apply the word. You respect somebody in authority because God has them there. Yes. And probably what she learned in that moment was way bigger than I knew God was going to use. Right. Yes. And vice versa. It was like, I was learning it in that moment, how to be like cool as a cucumber in God's spirit. You know what I mean? I was just like, like locked in. Right. So that she could hear the word that was for her. (laughs) Yes. And then how protected and covered I was, because you don't know that sometimes until it's tested. So I was like, oh yeah, God's got me. Like none of these things are moving me. None of them. Like none of them are getting into my heart or freaking me out or making me waver, making me emotional. Nothing. I'm just like seated in heavenly places while chilling with her. Wild. Wow. Wild. But that to me is an example of like how you shift an environment by being willing to represent God well and not make it about you. Yes. And that was all like covert. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't like outwardly saying what I believe any of that. No. Not a word. But I'm like that I felt like was a proud God moment. Right. You did that. Way to go. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. Sort of what that moment was. And it's all of these are as a leader building you to a place where you're like, I know God's got me because he showed up there. Yes. I know that God's going to give me the words because he totally did it there. I know that God wants me to keep my mouth shut here because this person is acting like a fool. And as far as I know, you don't cast your pearl before swine. 
Yeah. <laughs> you don't do it. You don't do it. You don't engage in a quarrel with a foolish person. You come like, like you just become like them. So it's like, I'm learning to stay under, under the wing of God, right? And just like stay in his protective covering. And he makes you crazy powerful yes. in those moments. And you can't yes. take credit for it. You're like, yo, my human self, my human self in that moment. Yes. <laughs> what have different <laughs> other things, right? <laughs> like so many, like try me, right? But like with God, it's totally different. And then you can truly bring forth whatever his purpose or mission is. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I've and experienced it turned into yeah. a situation too that was amazing where it's like one of those moments where the wealth of the ungodly is stored up for the righteous, mm. right? Like later that promotion came in a way that I didn't expect. How he redeems always. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Oh, I right? love that story. I've had like not that good, but similar <laughs> situations where when I, you know, as a leader, it, it's inevitable that you have to have crucial conversation, right? Yes. You know, we're addressing performance or behavior or yes. attitude or whatever. Yes. In my human nature, those things are very uncomfortable for me because yes. I'm the, I always want to be liked and the people pleaser and the, you know, but also I want to be effective as a leader. And it's now, thank God, it's my practice to always kind of pray before that and invite him in to lead that conversation. Yes. And I've seen, if I look back at what I would anticipate from my human view and if I would approach it from my my human posture, they would have gone completely different. Like somehow he's redeemed those conversations in a way that has allowed that person to hear what I needed them to hear from a, you know, kind of a, that performance, but also walk out feeling seen, valued, and heard. You know what I mean? When... Otherwise, if I just would have tried to do it my way, I don't, you know, the mess it would have turned into. But it's just, it's amazing where it's like, wow, thank you, God, for how you made that go. Because that I was yes. like worried about, yeah, those are uncomfortable things to have to do as a leader. You know, whether it's you have to terminate someone or even just have that coaching slash crucial conversation. But God can redeem all of those. And, and you'll know, too, you're not going in the room by yourself. Like yeah. I was sitting there with like the tri head. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, yes. like Papa God is chilling with me. Like, don't touch my kid. You know what I mean? Holy yeah. Spirit's like, let's go BFF. Like, let's hang. Like, keep your mouth shut. You know what I mean? Like, literally keep that guard. And like, Jesus is chilling with me too, right? Like I'm sitting there with my posse. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And then in this moment, clearly she had no idea, right? But like who, who walked out of there more powerful? Right. Yeah. Right. So like it's it's things like that. And I think too, to your question about being an entrepreneur, this is really funny. So I had a family member being like, is what you're doing feasible? <laughs> and I was like, no, actually none of what I'm doing is feasible. Does that make you feel better? <laughs> I, I, like, all that to say is like what, the walk of an entrepreneur is called to the unknown. Yes. It's basically leadership in the unknown. And you're going to be pioneering more often than not, something that you've never seen before. And that there's an aspect of that that can make that lonely. There's an aspect of that that, that can make it destabilizing, yeah. but it will never be feasible. No, right? <laughs> so sometimes you have to get to this point where you're like, I'm just okay with that not making sense and knowing that God led me here and he's going to provide, right? Yeah. So I, I think it's silly because growing up, 
course, you know, if a family member had said something, you want to tell them like, well, here's my plan to make sure that this is responsible and feasible and it's all going to work out. And like, it, yes. it checks out on paper. Right. But now I'm just like, if somebody asks me that, they're like, oh, like, does that make sense? Or how's that going to work? You're like, want to find out? Watch my journey. Like, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's just a very different level of being unapologetic, which I love because that's sort of like the growth journey or maturity with God. You just think yeah. about that as an entrepreneur too. You start out with milk <laughs> before you move <laughs> to solid food. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's sort of like that. You're like, oh, yes. I can't handle these like biggie, bigger, heavy hitter things until... I can handle this. So I think that's the interesting thing. Now I'll see that God will give me, I call them divine downloads and timelines for things. And mm-hmm. I have found that when he's doing that, like they're always happening in that window, like he's already on it. So I better just get prepared or stay ready. Mm-hmm. And that's now more so what I look like. It's like, Hey, we're starting to build this thing over here. So make sure that you're doing these things so that come here, you're ready for it. Right. And then he orchestrates the detail for that to be possible, which is wild, whether it's like bringing the connection in, opening the door for this thing. It's like very crazy, but it's when you take him at his word that that's not just a random idea. Like God is telling me to do this thing. He's giving me this sense of timeline. So I'm just going to put it on my calendar to start working on it at that time. And then you get there and it's already starting to line up. Example, I, um, have written five books and this year he's like, we're going to make them audio books. And I'm like, ha, I don't know how to do that. Like, (laughs) audiobook like I don't know like okay cool but it's like we're gonna be done by I think it was by June and Mm. I was like okay so with all the books I'll just like schedule them out on the calendar and when it comes time to start like knocking them out yeah I'll figure it out and I'll block time to learn I'm like apparently if you're gonna want me to do that then you're gonna show me how to do it also because before my brain would be like oh man I've got to like find a studio each one's gonna cost like three to five k it's going to take probably nine, 13 hours to record one book at a time. Like that's going to be a huge investment. I have no clue how that's going to happen. So yes. old self brain would have done all of that. Yeah. Self's like, cool. I'll just put it on a calendar, right? Like literally. <laughs> so <laughs> then I start, you know, Googling stuff, start learning, start figuring it out, start playing with audio and like doing all the things. And all the books were done, I think by May 30th. Wow. Oh my goodness. Isn't that insane? So I did them in three months. That is insane. Well, doing all that's an example. That's an example of, Hey, we're doing this thing kind of like have it ready, like make room on your calendar for this thing to happen. And like, that's when it's going to be done. And then you just watch and see what he does. So, so now I need to ask this, which you've kind of said some of it, but you've spoken to how God speaks to you. Like I heard you say you with the broken wrist, you got an audible from God. Yes. So, do you, are there all kinds of ways in which he speaks to you? Is it that sort of, I just feel it. How, how does God, how does God give you those things? Love. Love. Well, this to me is God's vibes, right? So the interesting thing, and I can explain where this came from, because I think it's really, really powerful. So originally my coaching practice was called vibes matter because Mm -hmm. how you think affects how you feel, which affects how you behave, like how you actually show up communicate and express yourself or like how you shut down or fall into inaction and so many other things. So you better pay attention. That was sort of the message of my coaching then, right? Then when I really gave my life over to the Lord and was on this path unapologetically with him, because it's, you've seen so many movies of how you try to run your life and how so many things break down that you're like, 
I'll give you a year. Let's see how it goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to that place. And shortly into that, when he was, I, I never wanted to write. That was never like my vision of like what sounded awesome. That sounded like depressing and people commit suicide and you have to sit in a corner and like get finished. <laughs> like that sounds awful, right? So I never wanted to do this. But when I gave my life over to him, that was the thing that kept coming up. Like you need to write. And I'm like, cool, but okay. Right. So in that time, when I started naming the first book, he gave me the download that not all my, not all vibes matter, but mine certainly do. And I was oh, like, wow. Oh, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, welcome to the journey. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh God. So it's basically like, who is God? Yeah. And who is God to, to you? Right. Mm-hmm. And how do you know and relate with God and connect with God and all you think, say, and do. And I'm like, Oh man, this is like the adventure of a lifetime. Apparently. So it's, what are God's thoughts? What is God's character? What is his heart? What, what is his dream? What is his vision? What is, um, how do I, I hear from him? How do I discern him in the midst of all the noise, which right now we need that in the world more than ever to have that. I call it like being a sniper in the spirit. Yeah. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Right. Like we need that level of like, like fine tuning discernment of knowing what's happening on the inside. And then how do you know that you're in step with him or not? Or how do you big thing that I wanted, I wanted discernment. So I prayed like crazy for wisdom and discernment, but I wanted to be able to test what's operating behind a thing without having to go through the journey of figuring it out and getting blindsided, betrayed, finding yourself in something that you never should have been in. Yes. So I was like, give me discernment, right? (laughs) Please. So at any rate, the vibes is how I think about God and how I hear from him. Now, prophetic, the prophetic is all about different ways that we hear and receive from God. But for me, it's, I really do feel like I'm getting downloads a lot. Like I'm getting divine ideas, divine downloads. And a lot of times these are not just ideas, but they are visions. They are strategies. They are sort of like foretelling or foreshadowing what God is up to or where he's going. So I share with you too, a lot of times, probably because I've been through it, I can see movies. Do you know what I mean? Like I can see all of like, just like you would see the shots you know yes. what I mean? Like all the different stills, like I can see it play out. And I, so for example, when somebody offers me a prophetic word, they're like, Oh, I'm just sensing that God is doing this in your life. I'm like, where one time you'd be excited to get a prophetic word. Now I'm like, Oh, dang. Right. Cause it's like, that's going to be about seven years in the making. Like, <laughs> like the level of like preparation and like responsibility and like character you've got to have to steward that well I'm like oh we on a journey now like that's not just like yay that's like (laughs) you gotta get you gotta get ready so to me I see a lot of things and I sense a lot of things and I can feel a lot of things in my gut like just promptings knowings I don't care how I know I just know and I know to trust that now I will be very sensitive. Like I I believe that I am a highly sensitive person, but when you turn that to the spirit, you become highly sensitive to the things of the spirit. So as Mm -hmm. once people would say being highly sensitive in the world is a negative thing. I would say on overdrive, you're absorbing so much of people's stuff and that could be negative. When you turn that sensitivity over to God, which is something that you start doing little by little as you start depending. So trusting God is relying on God, leaning on God, and really depending, like putting all of your dependency on him. So it's like, I'm not even going to think for myself. I'm going to trust that you're going to give me the thoughts right now. 
I'm not even going to like attempt to figure out what to say. I'm just going to trust that you're going to use my mouth to talk through me. Right. I'm not even going to like think that I can handle this next opportunity, but I'm just going to trust that you prepared the way. And when I show up, I'm going to act like I'm supposed to be there and you're going to make it work. (laughs) Right. And what a relief kind of like, Oh, like I'm just going to let God do the heavy lifting. And for somebody that's had a very turbulent life story, been through like lots of trauma, dysfunction, so many things overcome so much to not have to live on overdrive is like the biggest blessing. Like to literally just be who you are authentically and not expend all this like extra energy. Of course, you're going to be a high energy human because you'll have all the energy to do what you're actually here to do. Yes. Right. So it's like, I'm not using my energy to just survive and get through things. I'm using it to really create with God now. That's the difference that I see. Hey friend. You know, I got to keep you hanging just a little bit. So we are actually breaking up this conversation with Juliana and bringing it back to you tomorrow. So do not miss tomorrow's episode. It is actually going to replace our Friday episode. So you're going to want to be sure to tune in to hear the second half of our conversation. It is filled with so many golden nuggets of wisdom from Juliana. She really is an amazing example of how God can move in a person's life. So Please do not miss tomorrow's show. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefieldleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email. Go to gracefieldleader.com forward slash contact and leave a written or voice recorded message. I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.